Welcome to Candid Catholic Convos, a program brought to you by the Catholic Diocese of Harrisburg. Our mission is to humanize the church and help you to grow in your faith, love, and understanding. I'm your host, Rachel Trochet, a cradle Catholic who's only human and struggled with faith on more than one occasion. Each week, you'll hear engaging, down-to-earth interviews and actionable strategies you can implement into your life with ease to help you grow closer to God. If you're ready to open your heart and step fully into the person God created you to be, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Candid Catholic Convos. Did you know there are 15 prisons within the Diocese of Harrisburg? There are, in fact, 12 county prisons, two state prisons, and one federal penitentiary filled with inmates. I've driven by the one in Camp Hill a few times growing up, but otherwise never thought much about those behind the barbed wire. I never had any connection with any of them, other than I knew growing up that I didn't ever want to be them. They deserve to be there, cut off from the world and forgotten because of their crimes. Years later, my husband and I were going through old photo albums, reminiscing about experiences that exist now only in faded photographs and our memories. In one, he and his cousins are standing in front of a tropical backdrop, taped to a wall with a man in a jumpsuit all of them wearing uncomfortable smiles. And I recognized the cousins, but not the man in the jumpsuit. That's my uncle, he said. We'd visit him in prison during the holidays, and they'd make us take these photos so you could pretend you weren't in prison. He told me about his uncle, who stole to feed his drug addiction, and who was incarcerated several times for it. He told me about when his uncle was released and had nowhere to go but my husband's house where he lived with his mom, about how his family was less than supportive of his release, and how the two of them connected during this time. He told me about how his uncle struggled to adjust to life outside of prison, how during his incarceration, three of his siblings died and his family was falling apart. He continued to feed his addiction hoping to get back the sense of normalcy being behind bars gave him, but instead overdosed in the streets. And this photo was one of the last ones my husband had of him. See, to me, the inmates in prison were just that, inmates. But to my husband, this inmate was never just an inmate. He was his uncle. He was his friend. He was a person with a family. Did these inmates make poor decisions and, in many cases, cause great harm? Absolutely. Are they still loved beyond imagining by God? Also, absolutely. Visiting the imprisoned is one of the seven corporal works of mercy given to us by Jesus in Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 37. In his teaching, Jesus calls us to consider how we would treat others if they were him in disguise. I was in prison, and you visited me. On December 13th, Bishop Sr. took this call quite literally. 
visiting the state correctional facility in Cole Township, celebrating Mass, and connecting with more than 50 inmates. He shared that, yes, prison is a place for them to face what they've done and the harm that they've caused, but that doesn't mean that God ever gives up on them. Jesus suffered and died for all of us, and that includes some people we may find it hard to believe he would ever do that for. And just as a reminder, even if you're not in prison, but don't believe yourself worthy of God's love, you absolutely are. Think about that tonight as you're making your resolutions and wavering back and forth on whether or not you deserve to have a prosperous 2024. Today, we're joined by Jen Reed, our managing editor for The Catholic Witness, as she interviews Bishop Sr. about his recent visit to SCI Cold Township his first such visit to a prison in the Diocese of Harrisburg, and the first time he's ever celebrated a liturgy for inmates. You can read more about his visit and experience online at www.thecatholicwitness.org. So Bishop Sr., you celebrated Mass on December 13th for the inmates at SCI Cole Township. And as I understand that this was your first visit to a detention center in our diocese, can you talk a little bit about that experience for you being being your first time doing such? Well, yes, uh, I, it was. Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've been in prisons before visiting individuals, but I had never celebrated mass there. Um, you know, it, it's it's intimidating when you come mm-hmm. to a prison. Uh, you know, going through the various security checkpoints and. Mm-hmm. And you you realize uh, what what's actually happening there. It's a unique uh, responsibility that our people who serve in in in, uh, in that that important work uh, in our Commonwealth and in those those places uh, detention centers they you know they they're they're providing a tremendous service. Um, so it's a, it's a bit intimidating. Um, I I have to say though when the we I got started to get vested for mass and some of the uh, the men uh, who are in prison uh, began to come in for mass. I was overwhelmed um, with an awareness of the presence of God. I, uh, you know, Jesus said, you know, and I was in prison and you visited me. And, you know, we can think about our defensiveness and, you know, you know what it, I realized all of a sudden in a very powerful way, our common humanity, each one of these men, you know, is is a, is loved beyond imagining by God. Made some very very serious uh, decisions, very poor choices, and and in many cases caused great harm. But there was suddenly an awareness of that uh, common humanity. Uh, you know, uh, it's could have there before the grace of God go any of us in one sense. Yes. Uh, you know, they, they do have to, there isn't a place for the importance of facing what they've done and the harm that they've done. But that doesn't mean that God ever gives up on us. And I, I was really overwhelmed by that. It, it was touched very emotionally. I, I don't know how else to put it other than the fact that I experienced uh, uh, the presence of God. You could see Jesus in them uh, in, a, in a way that I wasn't expecting. Uh, the Mass, it was the Feast of St. Lucy, 
which of course uh, there's always uh, in the Nordic countries or the northern hemisphere, uh, Lucy is celebrated as a you know a feast of lights uh, because uh, it's all dark. Uh, dark. The further north you go, right now this time of the year, it's very dark. I mean, short. It's only a couple hours of daylight. So Lucy, because of her name uh, from the Latin Lucis, uh, looks Lucis, um, is is that celebration. So it's it's very much in a Christmas like theme. Uh, but uh, so we we celebrated Lucy, and I, I thought about that light, the image of the light coming into the world, and the light of Jesus being present in there. It's not yes, the, we make that present with God's word and with the celebration of the Eucharist. But I know that uh, that the light is 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 there that that Jesus in His mercy uh, is with them. Um, so we they one of the things that impressed me as well was they they had great music. Um, the the men in who are there in prison uh, put together a, something very talented. I mean, there were there were guitars and and the, the singers was were excellent and and uh, you know percussion and keyboard and it was really some. I mean, it was uh, it was really very very good and uh, I that was uplifting. Uh, it was really inspiring and they had some of their own arrangements. To, uh, to to some of the familiar Advent hymns, and and that was great. Um, so you know they're very all ages, young men. Uh, you know, and you just you, you say, you know, how how how'd you go, how'd you go off the rails? You know, what really happened? Um, and uh, you want you don't have the time to get all their stories, of course. Uh, but I I had a great sense of uh, you know they really appreciated the attention, and they they often feel. And understandably so, uh, alienated or alone. Many of them don't have contact with family, and again, good reason. You know, you can understand how this can happen, um, but they feel very isolated at times and forgotten. So, really, just super appreciation for us and the others from the diocese who came with me, uh, Deacon uh, Greg Amarate from Catholic Life and Evangelization, and also uh, Marion Weltmer. Uh, were, were there with me. And of course, Sister Susan, who is the uh, uh, chaplain there, for Catholic chaplain at uh, at Cole Township. Mm-hmm. So it was a, um, that was really wonderful to see. Um, the the after mass, uh, we had the celebration of the of the Eucharist and, and after mass, uh, I was greeting everyone. A couple of the men wanted to speak to me personally, which I was had the opportunity to do. Um, just as there were younger men, there were also older men who had, you know, a couple of men in wheelchairs, uh, obviously some who needed assistance. Uh, some of them had been in prison for a really long time. So they had interesting moments of encounter as they're facing, you know, their own mortality, perhaps in a different way, seeking healing and forgiveness and reassurance. But then, uh, you know, they, the musicians were gathered and, and somebody came over to me and, and, uh, and said, hey, 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 Bishop, I understand you play the piano. Uh, and uh, I said, yeah, I do play the piano. Uh, would you give us a song? Now, what am I going to say? No. <laughs> no, I got to go. <laughs> so we sat down and we started to sing. I sat down at the piano and uh, we started to sing. And they kind of regrouped their uh you know, we had sort of a jam session, a Christmas carol jam session, uh, which was an extraordinary moment. Uh, I have to say, I I really couldn't sing too well because I had a lump in my throat. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? 
uh, I realized as you start singing this, oh my goodness, you know, I'm the, not only is this the first time I've ever celebrated mass, I, I guarantee it's the first time I ever played the piano in a, in a prison. So it was a, uh, a very, very um, touching moment mm -hmm. and uh, lots of emotion. So again, that's the way God touches us. And I would just, I came away from it feeling very humbled by the experience, but also a sense of our common humanity and that God's grace is there moving, working powerfully. I mean, there were probably about 50 men there at the Mass. Uh, there are 2,000 inmates at the de detention center in, in uh, Cole Township. So pray for them, and I pray for their families. And I pray for those who, in a very special way, were, were harmed. Uh, we, we always need to pray for healing for everyone. Sure, absolutely. Victims of crime. And Bishop, and I'm sure that it was a great significance for the men um, to be able to have you bring Christ to them as we are so close to, you know, welcoming him at Christmas. What was the message that you shared with them, whether it be through your homily or just in your interaction with them during your visit? Well, you know, the, the, the reading uh, for the gospel was particularly appropriate. Uh, it just happened to be the reading for the Advent day, uh, Wednesday of the, the second week of Advent. But it's, it's, I think, some of the most beautiful words in all of sacred scripture where Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and find life burdensome, and I will refresh you. Take my yoke upon your shoulders and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart. And your soul will find rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. I, uh, I, I, you know, all of us in one way or another need to hear those words from Jesus. And we need to uh, respond and say, yes, I want to come to Jesus. It took on a particular poignancy with this group. Um, the, the burdens, you know, of dealing with the consequences of their own choices and serious errors in their life and bad choices but also that sense of, of, of turning to the Lord in the midst of that loss and the grieving that happens and, and finding in Jesus rest in the embrace of his love. That we're not created for sadness or isolation. We're created for the kingdom of God, the vision of the kingdom, and uh, God's everlasting life and love. And so that's what we continue to hope for. So at Christmas, we're conscious of the nearness of God. And again, the light that comes into the world and banishes the darkness. So I encourage the, the men to think about, you know, where, where the darkness is touching their heart as Christmas approaches and, and to bring that to the light of Jesus, to recognize that Jesus desires to fill our darkness with his light and with his presence, his mercy, and, and to enable us then to be light and to, to transform the world, whether that is the very closed experience of the detention center uh, or, or out in the world for all of us. It's the same to allow the Lord to banish the darkness in our hearts. He says, come to me. And, and so we, were, we are there every time we go to mass, but he's eager to say, come to me anytime. You mentioned earlier, you know, turning to Matthew's gospel in chapter 25, when Jesus speaks on the judgment of the nations, and he calls us directly to see him in those who are in prison, um, to visit them, to minister them, remember them, pray for them. 
Can you speak to that in terms of we as Catholic Christians, you know, being called to that, even though it might be difficult because they may be the last people that we're thinking of. They may be the last people that we want to think of um, because maybe of some of the hurts and and crimes that they have committed. But it's still something that 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 Christ himself calls us to do. Yeah. You know, I I. I resisted the temptation. You know, I, you look at some of the men and or speaking with them, and I said, like, I didn't ask them why they were there. Uh, I didn't do that. And certainly, if they wanted to tell me they how long they've been there, they offered that. I didn't ask. Uh, I didn't want to pry. But you do look at them and you say, How did you ever? What ever happened? You know, mm-hmm. how did you end up in this situation? Because it could easily be someone that I know, a friend, a close friend. It, it just seems like when you're talking to them, you know. What went wrong? You know, how did you end up in this situation? But again, I, that sense of common humanity. And I, I think that's really what Jesus is asking us to do in the in that scene in Matthew 25, to recognize him, uh, even in those who have who have who, who have uh, really gone off the rails in terms of their choices. Uh, I mean, Jesus suffered and died for all of us and to overcome sin and death. And uh, and that includes some people that we may find it hard to believe that he would suffer and die for them. Um, but then, again, he suffered and died for me and for you and for all of us, too. And uh, we all sin. And, uh, and we all need him in that way. So, again, there's a common humanity. And uh, I guess my heart goes out to them and say, in, in that sense of that, you know. I love that you shared about how you you know, enjoyed some Christmas carols and and music with them because, yeah, I would not have expected that either. But it really, I think, to me, as you're talking about our common humanity and and we have shared things in common, we all have fears and grief and regret, but we also have hope and celebration um, for the birth of Christ. And, you know, can you talk a little bit about a little bit more maybe on, on their response and did any of them share anything with you about their their just the joy of you being there, yeah. their love for Christ, those those yes, sorts of things? Yes, for sure they did. Uh, they were they were uh, you, my goodness, uh, you know. You, everywhere, everywhere, I'm very warmly received. I have to say, people of the diocese of Harrisburg, everywhere in the diocese, have been just wonderful. Uh, it, it sort of knocked. I was surprised. Uh, with how engaging they were for all to receive all of us, you know, who came, those who accompanied me as well, um, how appreciative they were, you know, and and thanking me for coming. And um, you know, B- Bishop, I hope you you know how how much uh, we appreciate that. You know, many of us don't don't hear from our families. We don't mm-hmm. we don't. Uh, if we do, it's very rare. And I mean, you know, as Christmas comes, you know that that's one of the reasons why I. So they got feel a lot of emotional coming as I'm singing these Christmas carols. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're 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 not going to experience that closest. And again, mm-hmm. that's what prisons for mm-hmm. you know, um, to contemplate the the great harm that they, that many of them certainly did. Um, but it but at the same token, it it is a uh, my heart goes out to them. And so yes, they were very appreciative. A number of them signed a card um, thanking me for mm-hmm. coming and. One of them had designed the card, uh, and it was a wreath um, uh, that, uh, with barbed wire 
in the wreath of the holly, uh, which is very, I thought, very significant. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're reminded every day why they're there. I mean, there's no, no doubt about that. Um, but, but they also, I, I think, what we try to do is to remind us that none of us are defined by our sinfulness. None of us are defined by our bad choices. We're defined by our relationship with God. We are, no matter what, always sons and daughters of God. And God is always seeking to repair that relationship and to heal even what we have done because that's what Jesus suffered and died for. So I, I really had that sense of that. And it, it caught me off guard, as I said. Um, I, I was surprised at the level of emotion and the, uh, that I can only describe as a realization of the present, powerful realization, experience of the presence of God. And um, which always catches me. You know, I tend to be emotional, you know, and a little bit uh, uh, just below the surface. But that certainly happened. I was to playing the piano and singing carols was a complete surprise. Um, but uh, as I said, in that situation, there was no way I was going to say no. Right. And uh, it wasn't, uh, it was very joyful and consoling, but difficult to do because you were kind of choking back emotion yeah. as you're singing those, those hymns. And they started, uh, you know, asking for making requests of hymns too, you know, and carols or, uh, you know, Christmas songs. Uh, you know, uh, one one of the one of the the men, uh, an older gentleman who's in a wheelchair, actually. I said, "What's your what's your uh, favorite Christmas carol?" And he said, "He said, do you know, I'll have a blue Christmas without yeah. you." So we sang that. But I said, that's it. I'm not going to do, you know, so there's a lot of Christmas carols that, that under the best of circumstances can be, you know, bring a tear to your Absolutely. eye. Absolutely. So that we're not going to sing I'll be home for Christmas or something like that. <laughs> right. But it, it was, uh, there, we really focused on, the, on you know, the um, Christmas carols and, and uh, they were speaking about that and it was, the, it was really neat. Yeah. Yeah. You also mentioned, and, and you spoke to their prayerfulness and attentiveness oh during Mass, even as they were preparing. Yeah. I, I would imagine that's, you know, in part also a testament to the prison ministry itself and, you know, the, the folks who are there, you know, guiding the men in Bible study, prayer services, um, meetings, just discussions. In that vein, you know, is there a message that you would like to leave people with as far as, you know, prison ministry and how how any of a, any one of us might be able to get involved, whether that's directly or even through, you know, prayerful prayerful support? Because it's touching hearts. I mean, you saw it firsthand, um, you know, during your visit and during the celebration of Mass. So it's it's obviously an important ministry of the church that's that's working, and and you're seeing that um, in the men that that you visited. Yes, I think we do need to pray, um, just as we do pray for the homeless and for the, for the poor, materially poor. Uh, pray for the sick, which we certainly do, but to pray for those who are incarcerated, um, and pray for their families. You know, so that's that's number one. I mean, you know, it's. It's kind of the works of visit the imprisoned is one of the corporate works of mercy. Uh, and it comes right from Matthew 25. So there's that. Uh, and I also think, too, that one of the things I'm emboldened with and reminded of is if, if we, and be able to say to people, if you do know someone who's incarcerated, um, you know, months and months can probably go by. You don't really want to think about the situation. 
you know, especially if someone's close to you. And yet, um, it can make a huge difference in a drop a note. You know, just to let you know the thinking, let that person know that you're thinking of them. Uh, and there's certainly no better time to do that than Christmas. So I would say that those two things uh, were possible to visit. It's not always, you know, there's, there's a lot of restrictions around visiting, which can be very, that's one of them. When I arrived, I was reminded of how intimidating all that mm -hmm. is. Um, you know, metal detectors and you can't bring your phone in. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, um, I couldn't wear cufflinks, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, all those kinds of things. And they searched my bag and, you know, it's serious, you know, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a prison, you know, it's, this is not, uh, you know, a, a summer camp, right. you know, this mm -hmm. is so, but that the, for those who live in that environment all the time, uh, the, 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 a common touch of humanity and an outreach, I think, uh, is, is really, really wonderful. Um, and, and pray for people who work there as well. I, you know, I saw so many, there's the people who carry on that responsibility on behalf of all of the citizens of the Commonwealth in a state prison. Uh, not easy work. Um, I, I mean, the, the, and, and it, it's, a, it's a, you know, a difficult uh, circumstances, obviously, for them every day. Uh, and so pray for them as well. Thank you for sharing your your thoughts and reflections on. Is there anything else that you wanted to well, say I, I about really the experience? Well, I really feel uh, uh, morally bound to continue that contact and outreach to to uh, members. I told them, actually, I began the mask uh, by saying this, you know, I've been getting around the Diocese of Harrisburg since I came in June, meeting, you know, uh, people from in parishes and in schools and in other institutions. And uh, you're part of my flock. You know, you're you're part of the sheep in in the diocese of Harrisburg. To you, no matter where you come from, you're here now. And uh, uh, as a as a bishop, I have a, a, a responsibility to reach out to them. So yeah. I feel now that that's that came clear to me. Yeah. And, and, you know, the Lord said, you know, I'm going to be there, so you better be there too. Uh, so I need to, you know, not only there at, at uh, the uh, facility in Cole Township. But we have several other prisons, in it, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be trying to get around to all of them uh, in the course of a year. Uh, and and I, I think that those visits are going to be really important. Thank you for sharing with us today. It's a pleasure. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Our goal at the Diocese of Harrisburg is to walk with you on your faith journey. So if this episode resonated with you in any way, the easiest way to show your appreciation is by sharing this program with your network or by leaving a review on your listening platform. You can also support us financially by making a donation online at hbgdiocese.org slash D-A-C and clicking the make a donation button. Thanks again, and we'll see you at church on Sunday.